Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and you're listening to episode 158 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to offer tips, education and insight to help us having the best quality lives and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode, episode 158, paying the price for what I want. Um... When we talk about kind of goal setting in uh, in uh, relation to life, um, I think it's very important that we. One of the things we need to consider is when I'm thinking about what I want and the goals that I want to achieve. Um, have I spent sufficient time examining those? Um, and have I, in particular, spent sufficient time understanding? what the price would be, what's the reality um, around going after the thing that I want. You know, because if we're talking about, let's say, for example, um, corporate CEOs, um, well, you know, to succeed in that environment, we're, we're looking at conservatively 60 to 80 hours a week um, devoted to to the business and and if not or let's say an entrepreneurial pathway that means you know for the first few years you're working 365 days a week and if you're taking time off then probably your brain is still immersed on um on the business so what what are we willing to do for for the things we want to get um and that's a twofold process one is we really have to examine what we're going after and, and what's behind that, you know, if I'm going after goals because I want the validation and admiration of others, then that can be a very fragile place that ironically, because it's, it's, it's like a temporarily soothing balm to get that adulation from others. And then we find because it's, it's you know, we're, we're incomplete. We're not, we're not getting enough innate internal payoff from that that we have to go again um it's it's like kind of getting a whole lot of recognition on social media and all that leads to is a desire to get even more recognition on social media so we're balancing off the payoffs in terms of the external payoffs and the recognition and validation from others and that's important i'm not saying it isn't but also is it is it um you know, have I looked sufficiently at the drivers behind certain areas of my life? I remember um, er, early on, um, certainly getting into the self-development arena via the fitness industry is where I first started um, my journey into self-development. And and because of the, the shame and the lack of adequacy as a human being one of the ways that I got my hit and my validation was by getting in the gym um, uh, pumping iron wearing tight t-shirts um, and there was always you know I, I was always kind of looking to see who was looking and then getting a hit off being 
having my appeal and attraction validated by others, but it really didn't do much to uh, address the inner sense of inadequacy and the inner sense of loathing that I had at that time and the, and the sense of shame if I didn't look my best and my leanest and my fittest. Um, then going into recovery and therapy work extensively and, and a lot of shame reduction work, um, finding that it was very interesting that the that that external validation that drove me to look a certain way without without that underpinning or, or offsetting shame and embarrassment and and a need for external validation, all of a sudden I found that um, it was difficult to tap into self-drivers that got me the same physical result. <laughs> um, because some of that, you know, it, 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 there wasn't the need for that in the same kind of way. I could now walk down the street without being obsessed. Hey, it's nice to be looked at. It's nice to be acknowledged. I'm not saying it isn't, you know, we're not swinging in the, necessarily in the polarity of that. But if I'm no longer needing that as much, then how does that change the way I behave in life? So if we're looking at for what purpose would I become wealthy? For what purpose would I build a business? For what purpose would I want to be the best employee? For what purpose would I want to be um, the most um, um, mature and present partner to someone that I could be? Then we're looking at, you know, we, we need to spend time, given that the, the, the problem is that time's a finite resource for us, then if I'm going to engage in certain activities and use my time in certain ways, then I better be as aware as I possibly can about what's driving that. Um, you know, am I running my life from a, a deep-seated sense of not being enough um, and that my idea about filling off, you know, covering off that idea of not enoughness in whatever way I am, I'm not successful enough, I'm not attractive enough, I'm not personable enough, I'm not smart enough, um, whatever it is, I, I don't have enough um, uh, joy, what, whatever kind of lack is driving us. And if we're seeking an external validation of that, well, it's only going to be very temporary. It's, 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 a, it's a minor hit and it will not address the deeper seated symptoms rather than looking at from an innate perspective, um, how do I continue to, to, to grow myself um, how do I how do I get to a place where I realize I am enough and then what will I do um, to to build and enhance on that in in whatever way is is kind of a different driving force but what it does mean is that we become more informed about the kinds of goals we go after uh, we're going after the kind of goals so that if we're going after goals that are include more they're more about us and what we want and what tops us up as an individual and not so externally focused, then we're going to get to a, the, the chances are that when we reach those goals, we're going to be able to take um, uh, more joy um, out of those experiences rather than finding that they're very temporary and now I just got to chase the next more extreme element of that. And then we're also understanding the biological element in goal setting, which is, you know, this kind of dopamine factor in our brain that it's, it's often the, tra the, the journey towards the goal that gives us a lot of the charge. And that's why paradoxically, even if goals are really well set, we get there, we take a, 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 an element of joy out of them, and then we've got to get moving again. So, so we've, we, you know, we're understanding that if we're moving towards 
the kind one you know one one way to look at this is kind of what's the what could the, what could possibly be the higher highest realization of myself this idea i think jung talked about this idea of at, at a deep level this unconscious um kind of blueprint of the ideal self that came to the fore in terms of the things that that lit us up and gave us interest and that the things that we're interested in and drawn towards are not necessarily all within our conscious picking. Um, and so we have to kind of factor that in to, to be able to go, well, you know, what's meaningful to me? What's significant to me? What lights me up and charge, you know, really gives me a, a good life charge. And those might be the things that um, are worth going after, especially if I've got a, you know, the moment I pick something, that means other things have to miss out. The moment I prioritize something, other things have to be deprioritized. And what's that going to look like for me? And that's where we come back to this idea of what's the price I'm going to pay um, for picking a goal and going after it. And, and as a result of that, um, what, what does that mean? Well, that might mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking to, uh, at, a, at a self-education goal, then... And, and part of what I'm picking is, let's say, an hour a day to read self-development books or listen to, you know, useful podcast clips or whatever the case may be, that that's an hour a day that, that could have been allocated somewhere else. Um, and as a result of allocating it towards my self-advancement, what what won't um, get prioritised? And is that okay? Is, is that okay, you know? Um, or as I say, that we're picking a career goal and we're going after that at the exclusion maybe of um, uh, sufficient, you know, more, more time spent with the intimate partner or more time spent with friends or more time spent in recreational activities um, or I, I can't indulge myself in, in substances such as alcohol and drugs as much because I want to be as mentally clear to be on my career. You know, this is the idea of this prioritization. Um, but if we, and, and what it, what it, what it requires of us is if we're really thinking about meaningful goals and then we're making a decision to go after that, then we're willingly taking on responsibility. We're willingly sacrificing other things in order to get that. And that's part of what actually makes life um, way more meaningful, that, that there's reward, inherent reward, paradoxically, in sacrifice. And this is the irony that the thing we avoid is often the place that actually is going to give us the most payoff. Um, you, you know, if I want to push back against the idea of disciplining myself a little more in life, whereas paradoxically, the part of me that's rejecting discipline will actually get its needs met by incorporating more discipline you know be, uh, i think it's jocko willink um who who talks about the idea that you know discipline actually leads to freedom it doesn't detract from it you know uh if we talk about in relationships a bit more relationship structure actually will open up the door to more spontaneity not less oh love should just evolve it should just happen if it's a soulmate it'll just click Yes, that's nice in fantasy, but the reality is it doesn't work like that. And there are a lot of other competing elements for our time and attention. Um, uh, so actually, some structure will get us a more spontaneous life. It's more, a little bit more discipline will get us more freedom. It's these kinds of things where paradoxically the thing we reject is actually the thing that's going to... Um, the very part of me that's pushing away from that element and resisting it, you know, paradoxically 
what it's resisting might be the very place where it most succinctly finds what it's seeking. <laughs> um, and I find that kind of deeply fascinating as someone who certainly has resisted to a degree in his life, um, being as industrious as I could, making as much sac as many sacrifices as I could, being a bit more focused, being a bit more willing to take on responsibility um, and not being resentful or, or overly pressured um, in those areas, but understanding how they have their own deep seeded reward. And I think this is part of what leads itself into developmental maturity. And, I th and, and uh, you know, people like Jenny Brown, author of Growing Yourself Up, talk to a degree about this idea that maturity ends up having very meaningful rewards when we're moving towards more mature living. And let's say, um, dropping the more adolescent approach to life. Um, when we can, we're giving up, you know, living like the, you know, eternal Peter Pan, so to speak. Um, and that actually life will be more rewarding and more meaningful. But we but we need to, we, we paradoxically, we pay a price for that. Um, the other author would be, I think it's uh, Mark Manson um, is another one who talks in, in his own way about some of these things. Jordan Peterson would be another one. Um, there, there, there's large elements of there's certainly a number of authors that contribute in their own way to this these kinds of themes around you know um, how willingly choosing to grow up and let go of some of the fantasy and adolescence of life actually is you know will get us the things that holding on to those things um, you know by, by by choosing hard work so to speak I actually open up the door to more chances of being able to create time for quality playfulness, not the other way around. Um, and that an inherent rejection of responsibility uh, and, and, and maturity, um, it, it leads to a lesser quality life, not a greater quality one. Um, so the other element, I guess, that I would sort of want to, you know, because I know I've kind of jumped around, surprise, surprise, that is that is, is to a degree my style in this particular episode. But probably the, the other thing that I do want to make mention uh, relative to, okay, so we examine very deeply what we want to go after in life, what are the drivers behind that, um, and then also what is the price I'm willing to pay? How am I willing to structure my time? How, how am I willing to, you know, what am I willingly sacrificing in order to get to where I want to go. And then the other element of this is, um, you know, do I start with small goals and build up as I reach each one? Or am I better suited to set a grandiose goal and then work towards that? Um, each to their own, to be perfectly honest. If you're someone who builds confidence, informed confidence through incremental small goals, you know, I, what I want to do is I want to have $5,000 in the bank. Um, as a safety net. Um, and when I get to $5,000 in the bank, then I'm going to aim for $8,000 in the bank. And then I'm going to aim for $10,000 in the bank. And then I'm going to, you know, but, but so that we build through incremental goal setting. And then each time we reach an incremental goal or just before that, so that we don't stall, we're putting the next increment in place. Or are we someone who says, well, within the next five years, I want $100,000 in the bank as an, as an absolute safety net? Um, I have no attachment to that. I think it's, it's, you know, if we're, this is again where we continue to develop our self-awareness and it's so important in this process of setting goals and achieving them and, and ending up getting what we want in life rather than being inherently satis 
dissatisfied, even if we are to some degree, because, you know, you can get successful by the norms of others and still feel inherently empty. Um, and this, to me, would be a way of uh, trying, you know, doing our best to avoid that. <laughs> and we can always course correct and change as we go, because there's there's lots of unintended consequences that spin off from going after these things anyway, or we start out going after what we think is best for us only to find that you know as life intervenes there there was something else even better that I never would have considered until I started this journey um, so this is where again self-awareness comes in and understanding what our drivers are towards setting certain certain goals being you know picking the the best goals um, that resonate with us not necessarily the expectations of others about what we should be doing. We can include those, but I don't think they should be the fundamental um, uh, consideration points because then we end up living, um, you know, a life that others expected and not ours, and we just don't have the time for that, I don't, I don't believe, um, especially if we're going after things of significance that take some degree of time. Um, and then also... What, what style of goal setting works for me? Build up incrementally or set a very grand goal and, you know, uh, go for it. Um, as I say, no attachment to that. That's, that's up to each individual person to, to find out what structure would, would work ideally to help them keep motivated um, and, and keep on course to getting those elements. And whichever way you go, I, I wish you the best, uh, best of possible luck. So um, there we are. There, there's uh, there's the episode for today. Um, I hope again it just offers some some key consideration points um, when you're looking at getting more of what you want from your life. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Um, and as customary with our sign off, if you've been following the show for a long period of time, uh, my profoundest gratitude. Um, and thank you so much for continuing to tune in and um, really hope you can in continuing to get some elements out of this, some tools you can use, basically. Um, and if you've just joined us, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, uh, I'd like it if, you know, you would go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find the program. Um, and thank you in advance. If if you choose to do that. Um, the show is also available on other podcast mediums, Stitcher, Podbean, and elsewhere, and also available at the website emergencetraining.com.au. Um, and uh, you can, you're also welcome to check out the YouTube channel, the Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series. I've got about 30-plus episode uh, uh, videos there too. Um, if you can scroll around and see if there's something that resonates with... Um, uh, your, your interest because again it's it's on um, varying elements of the human experience um, but as a, as always as I say thank you for listening to the episode really wish you every joy um, and love and success in your life and until we're with each other on another episode bye for now